here's Johnny. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Buzzed Podcast. I am Jay Kington, alongside the one, the only, EJ Goyer. Hello, hello. How's it going tonight? Popping it early over there, EJ. I've been popping this since four. (laughs) Join the club. I had a company happy hour. I've been going strong. Uh... With a three-hour time difference in front of you, just trying to keep up with uh, with what you might be experiencing. So it's very true. Well, my company introduced summer Fridays, I guess, all year round. So I leave at two now, and I pretty much just start drinking. Then I know I just go home, and if emails come in, I answer them. But most of the time, no. Are y'all hiring? (laughs) Yeah, we are, dude. You want to come over? I want to come work for you. Come on over. Come on, bro. I, I mean, it's really hard to live in this city with affordability, but whatever. I'm already Miami ain't any better, I promise you. But uh, welcome, guys. We have a, a really great episode. Uh, again, I'm Jay. This is EJ Golit, uh, all the way in beautiful Southern California. If you don't already, please do check us out and follow us on Instagram, Buzz Podcast. Fairly easy to find, not going to lie. Today we have... A movie that I hold the original quite dearly to my heart and honestly love this subject, although it has become somewhat played out in recent years. But we get to talk about zombies. That's right, man. Zombies is right. And not just any zombies. We're talking about a plethora of zombies here. We're talking about anything from your regular old dumbass walker zombies, your homers, as they call it in Zombieland 2. All the way up to your run-of-the-mill T-800s. Shout We're talking about Zombieland 2. Judgment Day. <laughs> Love that. I but really. My dad had a big-ass Judgment Day, big-ass movie poster in our basement when I was a child. Love me some Terminator. Uh, well, we're not talking about Terminator, sorry. I get, no, I get, we're not. I, I get Terminator excited. Two, I get Terminator excited. 2 or 1? Which, one which one's your number T2, 1? T2, baby. Judgment yeah. Day is the only way to go. That's very true. I, I still haven't even seen the new one yet, which I hear is back on. Uh, I doubt that because. Oh, dude, I hear uh, it's great. You can't beat T2. Show me a better no, movie. No, than no, no. I'm saying, I'm saying, they're saying it's the best Terminator movie since T2. They I'm fucked up a lot with that. They're saying that they don't know what they're talking about because you can't get close to T2 Judgment Day. Never. But you can you can kind of touch it. You can kind of touch the butt with your with your finger and just be like, hey, you there you, there I am. I'm still here. I'm still hey, here. Just let, just let them know you're there. That's all you gotta do. <laughs> uh, but anyway, okay. So diving in, Jay. Not really diving in. I want I want to start with a new kind of format tonight. Uh, I know we always start off, and my initial question is, Jay, what are you drinking tonight? Uh, so I am currently drinking uh, Redemption. Rye, which I guess technically isn't a bourbon, but it's close to it. And uh, also some Bud Light because I just had a ton left over from uh, Chloe's birthday party. Okay. But you know me, like I like to like do like classy whiskey with like broke ass beer. I, I I stay humble and I stay balanced. Uh, that's a, that's the only way to go, Jay. 
but yes, I, I'm doing the same yeah. thing over here. I'm drinking a Don't little Woodford. Don't forget where you come from. That's all I'm saying. You know. I mean, soon enough, I'm gonna break out some Kentucky gentleman on here and just fucking chug a 175 right in front of you, just like the old days. You are from a, a, a state known for not so many great things, but a couple great things. <laughs> Right. A couple. It's here, there. It's here, there. You know, add it some plus. There you go. Uh, but yeah, I'm drinking on some Woodford Reserve tonight. Uh, actually, I'm done with the Woodford, so I'm Ooh. moving from that. Uh, and I'm I got some Michelob Ultras over here with me. Uh, Light carbs, you know, you gotta stay fit. I got you. Well, you know, I try to run to the kitchen every morning. That's that's my goal. Uh, it's that's I my exercise. Down the stairs every morning. Maniac, <laughs> two and a half year old. Uh, and you know, being out here in LA, uh, I'm enjoying the uh, the casual little uh, herb tonight as well. Oh, the casual herb. Yeah, that's right. Just a little, a little the illegal. Get me right. Get me right. Somebody last night out, I was over, had a friend over, and they brought a CBD joint over to me. And honestly, it was like CBD mixed with a little bit of THC, and I was, it was the one of the perfect balanced mix of highs I've ever had. I was fully. I could have worked. That's the perfect time to put a little bit of tea tree oil in your hand and rub it together and then smack that man upside the head and say, I want some real fucking weed, man. Now, honestly, I'm open to anything out here. Like, I'll put a fucking drug rug, goodie, some sandals, and walk in where I can be a straight-up stoner for anybody that needs me to out here. You would do just great in Florida, I promise. Uh, uh, okay, Jay, next question for you. What are you watching right now? What's what's uh, what's big on the uh, on the list right now? Um, nothing great. I've probably watched Moana twenty five times in the past ten days. Uh, the Little Mermaid live probably ten in the past ten days, and Finding Nemo about three times. I would call you. A fucking douche if i could right now but i know you have a kid and that's all you can watch right now yeah this isn't my choice this is no, not, not my choice he is starting to demand disney movies and uh, pixar movies i did bite the bullet and get disney plus as an early christmas present and he is currently very heavily involved well well did you guys get disney plus for him as well Oh, yeah. No, I got Disney Plus for him. I got ESPN Plus for me <laughs> and Hulu. I'll watch Castle Rock. But uh, besides that, man, like, honestly, it's it's uh, it's been a dull couple of weeks as far as being able to watch scary movies. Honestly, like uh, it's getting kind of tough. He likes to stay up later now. So we're trying to work on that. But uh, probably what we're covering today is about the most scary thing I've watched in uh in two weeks but you know hey listen i will tell you what there is no shame you pull up to me i'm in a murdered out suv on 22s and you pull up to me and i'm bearded with sunglasses looking g as fuck but we're bumping moana and i'm cool with that yeah i've been in your car before and honestly when you pulled up to pick me up i was like holy shit like Jay's still, I guess, kind of guy. He's still cool. And then I opened up the door, and the wheels on the bus just started pouring out of the car. Yeah, it, was, uh, it was different. We're up to a stop sign, windows down. I'm head bobbing. Quinn's head bobbing. Moana's just singing full on, and we're thugging. <laughs> Dude, you don't want no problem. Yeah, no, I don't want any problems from you or Quinn. Honestly, Quinn more than you anyway. He's fucking ruthless. 
Yeah, I mean, honestly, I, 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 the only reason I really bought Disney Plus is I literally got sick of watching Moana 25 times in the past 10 days. I was like, I, I just got to buy it and introduce him to other things because this is just getting too much. Well, now he has a plethora of things to watch, man. You have to show him all the Disney Channel original movies. Uh, I mean, and there's a lot of shit on there to watch. It's it's impressive. You ever uh, watched a Disney musical literally back to back to back? It ends and he's like, play Goana. I'm like, first off, it's Moana. He's like, shut up, play Goana. I'm like, all right. Well, <laughs> I don't know how I this little not- two and a half year old is asserting dominance over me, but damn it, I'm proud. Don't introduce him to any of the Disney classics then. Otherwise, you're going to be asked to watch 101 Dalmatians 101 times. It's trouble, dude. Because honestly, like, I I text my family. I was like, hey, Christmas came early for the, the grandchildren. I, I sent over my, my uh, credentials. And uh, before I could even log in, my brother-in-law, who's like eight years older than me, was already watching, like, Darwin Duck or whatever it is. Darkwing Duck, dude. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was like, damn, man. Like, not. I bought it for my 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 niece, and my brother-in-law is already like balls deep in it. So, dude, it's it's a it's a religion, man. Like, I grew. We all grew up on Darkwing Duck, and then Gargoyles is on there, and fucking uh, X Men. Gargoyles is on there. You put Street Sharks on there, dude. I'm down. I also bought the Boomerang app, which is fire for all old school cartoons. Uh, you told me this last episode, actually, and I, I immediately, after we got done, went and downloaded the Boomerang app, been watching nothing but Bugs Bunny cartoons. That's so great, dude. I just it, wish I would add the, the, the Dragon Ball Z and I'll be set. That's, is that the same company? I don't think so. It's not oh, cartoon. No, right? no, no, no. Oh, well, it, uh, it, uh, it goes on Toonami, which is like their, it's like the, it's not the Adult Swim of Cartoon Network. It's like the anime version of Cartoon Network. It's Toonami. Uh, it's been around gotcha. since I was probably in third or fourth grade, but I don't, you know. Oh no, I I remember Toonami. I mean, I loved. What was the guy's name in the spaceship? I can't remember, man. I can't even. Twenty years. What are you watching? Me right now? Oh, dude. I mean, it's fall. It kind of hit, and it's weird because I feel like every night there's just like something new to watch, at least in terms of like the streaming networks. But Watchmen is like number one right now. I think for me, I'm I'm really enjoying the shit out of that. Uh. You know, I n- never read the graphic novel. I watched the movie, the Zack Snyder movie, loved it, kind of just read a lot about it. And then I was like, I got to check this show out. And Damian Lindelof, the creator, is, you know, he, he created Lost uh, and a couple other things. And he's just got, he's just a really good creator. It's just fun to watch. It's insane. It's just everything keeps on changing. Well, I've been actually waiting for that to like to build up. Is like Doctor Manhattan even a part of that, or is it just a whole different? He's story? there. No, he's there. It's it's if you know enough about the show, it's like interesting because it's taking place thirty years down the road, uh, or I think thirty years down the road, and it's you know there are certain players that are still in it. Like Silk Spectre was just introduced a couple episodes ago, uh, and you know she dated Doctor Manhattan back in the. Uh, in the original film and graphic novel uh and you're just getting introduced to a plethora of new characters and just kind of like a historic timeline that's similar to ours but was changed because of these events so it's like a parallel universe and it's it's really interesting to watch uh and it's unfolding with like a really good pace like you'd be jumping now and you'd be like you're, you're ready to watch the next episode by that next week it's good uh, other than that uh his dark materials uh which is really good um, I'm watching, ooh, 
don't know what the fuck. I don't know what else I'm watching, really. Uh, Rick and Morty, I'm going to watch sometime soon. The Mandalorian, I started this week, and I really liked the first episode. Uh, and I'm probably going to watch the second episode this weekend. Uh, and that's about it, man. I'm about to get into that as well. I, I cannot wait to, to to dive into the Mandalorian. I thought it was going to be a binge-worthy kind of thing, but it looks like they're doing that. too. They dropped the second one tonight, actually. So I'm gonna, I might watch after this. We'll get at it. But, you know, I guess without further hesitation, let's go ahead and, and you know, just get into what we're, we're trying to talk about today, which is something I think a lot of our fans are going to be interested in. Which is Zombieland 2, the sequel yep. to the classic Zombieland. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. The sequel to Zombieland. Uh, and it is a fun one. Um, I saw it about a week ago. Um, I think you just saw it, what, a couple nights ago. Um, and it is every bit as fun as the first movie uh, to me. Like, it was all you could ask for if you're a real fa- like a fan of the first one. There's not much to expect from it. It's just great <laughs> yeah i i agree um a great continuation of the character uh something that if you love the first one you will probably love this one also at the same time a standalone film where if you didn't see the first one you could you can go and watch this one and, and still enjoy it i mean it is uh they've done a, a great job of, of of kind of finding a niche in that category because yeah i've been a zombie fan since I was young, really, but I felt like it kind of got saturated and a little old. I mean, great movie, good, good, you know, scares, laughs, all that good stuff. You know, I mean, it's uh, it's well done. Yeah, no, I, t- I I agree with you too. Scares, laughs, all that stuff. I did feel like when I watched it, it had this like really fast pace to it. Like it was over with quick. Yeah, well, and, I think I registered like 139 minutes, right? And you got to yeah. take into account the intro and the credits. So we're going to take off 10 to 15 minutes. So we're looking at a sequel of characters we love that is kind of crammed into an hour and a half slot. I, I do agree with that. Yep. Yeah, There's. I mean, it's. they took 10 years to make it. I feel like they could have taken a little bit longer to let us appreciate it. But at the same time, when it ended, I was like, all right, this is fine. Like, I'm cool with this. Like uh whatever it's funny because you know the reason it took so long so like they literally saw like you know dozen scripts and they were just like you know i I think their mentality of making it was it had to be the right it had to be the right right script the right feel and they turned down a ton of these scripts because they wanted to make it a pure continuation off the first which was like such like an instant classic you know i've never met anyone that didn't like zombie land or if they haven't seen it, you've introduced them really quickly, and and they fucking love Zombieland. Yeah. But yes, absolutely. And you know the original stars turned back to this, which was great. You know after ten years, Woody Harrelson, Emma Stone, Jesse Eisenberg, Abigail Breslin. Uh, I thought they were all great except for Abigail Breslin. I, I she kind of just was. Uh, it's weird because this is not like a great performance movie by any means, but there has to be some level of acting to it, and I feel like Abigail Breslin like. She just kind of fell off the map over these last few years. Yeah, well, you know, know, like I think that just because you're like a child movie star doesn't make you necessarily a good actor, you know? Like yep. the requirements are less for a young person in a movie than an older person. Mm-hmm. She was in and, and no offense to Abigail, but you know, she was 
you know, the the last one in regards to, um, I guess, accomplishments or, you know, salary requirements for the film. I mean, you're looking at big names. You know, obviously, Woody Harrelson, everyone knows him. Emma Stone, when they made the first one, her biggest one was probably super bad. And, you know, now she's been nominated for, an, you know, an, an Oscar. She's won to oh, won yeah, an Oscar. Won an Oscar. And Jesse Eisenberg was, you know, relatively small. And, you know, now he's bigger. The thing that I thought was really cool, though, is that um, the the director, Ruben Fleischer, had uh-huh. actually worked with all these people uh you know, like kind of throughout their career, like everyone, there's always like, they always have ties to each other, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, you're talking like, obviously like Zombieland, but like Jesse Eisenberg and Woody Harrelson also did, uh, you know, Now You See Me. So Uh there were like, it's not just like you got to get four people back together again, but you got to get like four people that have worked with each other before, Mm -hmm. you know, are, are, are all friends. And uh, I think there was honestly a movie with, with Jesse and Emma outside that, but I just can't think of it right now. But uh, yeah, there definitely was, and I it's it, I maybe I'm wrong. I'm thinking like Easy A or something like that, but pro- I'm probably wrong on that. But they, I feel like you're right. There was something with Jesse Eisenberg and her. I think so, but like so the cool part to me is that you've got all these people who are like very well known established actors now that all have big budgets. Yeah that have always been interested in the sequel and just like the director, they were just waiting for the right moment. But when it came, like there was no, you know, like Emma wasn't being a diva because she is a star now or, you know, neither was Jesse and Woody's always been golden, but there was just kind of like this collective effort to just make something great for the fans of the first one, which I, I, I honestly really appreciate yeah no i i totally agree and it was interesting because um emma stone you know we were like she's been asked a couple of times now in different interviews when i was reading like will there be a zombie land three or like will people do one and uh emma stone threw out this interesting point that she thought it would be interesting if they did it every 10 years uh and i like that a lot like it'd be interesting just to revisit these characters once every 10 years just to see woody what he's probably God, I feel like Woody's probably he looks forty seven, but he's probably sixty two. You know what I mean? Yeah, you know he, he definitely ages well, and uh, I I'm, and I like in the movie like it wasn't just a continuation off the first one in regards to a timeline, but it was like yeah. you know, several years, uh, you know, down the road. Uh, he just doesn't age, man. And no, he does. He's fifty eight. That was right. Yeah, he's fifty eight years old. He's he he, he looks forty. Like he looks like forty three in his man, in all his movies. He really does, but uh, it's all the weed, dude. It's all the weed. You know, the cool thing about this is like, you know, all of these actors play such unique and strong characters from a personality standpoint. You mm-hmm, know, mm-hmm. so it's just a continuation of that fun man it, it, it really is you know again if you if you like the first one you'll love the second one if you never watch the first one you'll still appreciate the second one you know yeah yeah you'll definitely have that that more feeling when you like uh that familiarity when you watch the second one but like the way i feel like when i watched the second one i was like okay let's just take the same formula let's just like much like they do in sequel movies the same formula and add a couple different spices here 
and we got a new movie and it, it worked it worked just fine but to be honest and I, I know you uh i think you saw this as well the best part of that whole movie to me was the very end the very very end the uh, end credit scene with bill murray yeah that was my favorite. which that was my i i had <laughs> like done some research and like he you was did? a complete long shot on the first one by the way like really? they literally had they had scenes for Sylvester Stallone making fun of Rambo, uh, Joe Pesci making fun of his various gangster movies, uh, Patrick Swayze as well. Whoa! And, and they just couldn't land any of them, and because Woody Harrelson worked with Bill Murray on Kingpin, he just reached yeah. out to him. And that whole Bill Murray scene from the first one was all improv, like 100% improv. They shot it in a day, and it was all his idea to dress up like, you know, dress up as a zombie to pull the other zombies. So, I mean. And it became such a staple of that movie, too. That's so, It just shows Bill Murray's creative genius right there. Yeah, uh, uh, you know, 100%. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I, I like how, how it took a little I love that. Um, yeah, I did too. But like, it just had sh- such a strong, um, you know, directors, writers, actors in it. Uh, and, you know, we'll, we'll go into that as well. But like, it it really was just a bunch of people who came together and made some turned out to be great, and then revisit it, you know, ten years later and like, hey, like let's do it again. And it, I feel like it wasn't about necessarily the money, but more about just giving people what they wanted you know yeah exactly there was a huge rally behind it to get that made and i was just looking it up uh uh just a minute ago just because i probably should have looked this up earlier but uh zombie land 2 it was a production cost of uh 60 million uh globally and how much it's made so far uh, it hasn't even met that yet so unfortunately it was like, it was, yeah it was like 34 million a couple days ago but i mean like yeah. it's only been out a couple weeks like it, it it should easily clear like especially with uh you know digital and, and, and dvd sales but yeah you know, absolutely you know again ruben fleischer great director mm-hmm. you know he, he's done many other uh great films you know outside oh, of just yeah. Zombieland, you know uh great and not so great but definitely like venom which is weirdly mixed reviews i hear people truly fucking love like they right. actually like they actually like think that he did justice for the movie um did you ever see gangster squad i did uh what'd you think because for me i was like i I liked it but um i I like it but for some reason i I always have this kind of um soft spot in my body for a good like uh noir story you know like a good like 1930s 40s crime film like black dahlia style la confidential so like i liked it um there was another one that came out about the same time. I want to say with Josh Brolin. Is it a TV Brolin. show? I want to say it was with Josh Brolin. Was he in Gangster Squad? I don't know. That's a good question. Uh, hold on. I'm going to look that up right now while we're sitting here, too. Because I'm, I'm, uh, I don't know. Because I think around the same time Mob City came out, uh, and that was uh, revolved around Bugsy Siegel. Because Gangster uh, Squad had had Ryan, uh, Ryan Gosling, Ryan Gosling, Josh Brolin, Ryan Gosling, Josh Brolin, Sean Penn, Emma Stone, uh, Anthony Mackie, Giovanni Ribisi, Pena, Nick Nolte. Okay, so, so there's another so, one out there I can't think of right now, but 
But I, you know, I, 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 great movie, no. Good movie, yes. Uh, kind of theme movie, noir movie, excellent. If you're into that, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, but for in terms of Ruben Fleischer, like you know, he's kind of had, he's had like a trajectory of a career of just like. He's a good director uh, in terms of like having fun. He doesn't take his film too seriously, and I like that because if you're looking for fun, you can go look at his work. Uh, he also has done Between Two Ferns uh, with Funny or Die, and he's also done uh, episodes on Netflix of the Santa Clarita Diet, which honestly is pretty damn funny. Yeah, I think you'd like it. It's Have you ever heard the premise? Am I what? Like, have you ever heard the premise of that show? It's it's no. just uh, uh, Drew Barrymore is a housewife living in Santa Clarita, California, which is like three miles from where I live, and uh, she dies one day and comes back as a zombie, but she comes back as like a normal zombie. So she like functions and talks like a normal person, but she has this undying love of flesh. And her whole family like finds out about it and they kind of help her keep her secret and keep her normal and like put makeup on her and shit because like the whole family loves her, but she is a zombie. It's, it's, it's an interesting premise, but they, it ran for like three seasons on Netflix. It's, it's pretty good. Uh, I know what's he, he looked what's he, he's got some stuff upcoming though as well. Yeah, he does. He does. Uh, he's got a couple things in the work. Honestly, they're, they kind of hanging in the balance, both of them. Uh, the one that's really kind of a little bit more under par is uh, the regional office is under attack, which is a comedy novel, uh, and it's from Manuel Gonzalez. Um, there's not much known about the film, but the kind of premise of the book that I'm sure they're working off of is like a secret organization of young female operatives are tasked with protecting an oblivious Earth, Earth from constant barrage of alien threats, which to me sounds very Men in Black. I love aliens, dude. I'm, <laughs> I'm a sucker for an alien movie. I mean, I think we're due in time, I guess. I mean, even though Men in Black just came out. The international guys was great. No, no, I'm not talking about that. that no, no, not, not that. This sounds like men in black. I like the 100%. scary. I like the scary. Yeah, of course. Are you talking about dark skies? Are you talking about, are you talking about the, the movie with Carrie Russell? Yeah. Dark skies. Yeah, dude. Four that times, movie. Fire in the sky. Like I want to, I want I had like, to turn off fourth I had to turn off fourth trend. Scare the shit out of me. I mean, it's a, it's an, it's an intense movie. Like I, it's hard to watch at night, you know, like, cause it, it'll wake Chloe up a lot of times with the yelling. <laughs> Are you the kind of asshole who falls asleep watching scary movies? I'm the type of asshole that I, I struggle to fall asleep if there's not something's playing in the background. I know, but like, but like, can, are you the guy that like can fall asleep watching Saw and be like fine with it? No, you know see, I mean? I, I, I'm not a big fan of the gore movies. Like, I like, I, I like the, like, I guess take it back to like the original Chainsaw Massacre. I like more left to the imagination. I guess. Yes, absolutely, absolutely, and that's why I can't wait to cover some of the classics on this show. Uh, is you know just to talk about that because you're absolutely right. Just leaving it up to the to the imagination is just ten times more scary to me than watching a Saw movie. Hundred percent. Yeah, uh, but yeah, he's got that coming out, and he's also got a movie called Jekyll. Uh, now, Jekyll, there has been a lot going on that was announced in 2016. It's been in pre-production since 2016, and apparently Chris Evans was set to star in the film, but not much else is known about it except for the kind of the tagline that they leave on IMDb or the brief description of, like, the only living descendant 
of Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde makes a deal with the dark side. So so that's going to be a tough one because like that that story and I love like those Victorian style stories like the portrait of Dorian Gray like love it to death. Awesome. I like I I I I really have a special place in my heart for for those types of good old Americana or kind of British myths, but Mr. Hyde and Mr. Jekyll is a tough thing to make that will have an effect on your audience. So we will see kind of how that plays out. I mean, uh, there's been several in the past, but nothing's really stuck. Hit the hit the key, no. you know. He's more of a sideline character than he is deserves to be of a main character, you know. And yeah. it's, uh, you know, he's. Uh, what was the last movie I remember seeing him in? What was that movie with Kate Beckinsale? Uh, and uh, uh, of extraordinary gentleman. Oh, um, no. And Helsing. Um, Van Helsing, that's what it is. And now is I was like, okay, he works here, but he doesn't work as his own standalone character. And plus, I don't think Chris Evans, he's too nice. He can't pull it off as, as Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. Not to you me. He's all he's cap all the way. You know what? Him. Okay, you know they they, they fucking uh, said uh, Krasinski was uh, what three punch Jim. Yeah, and that motherfucker's a badass. Jack Ryan, uh, Benghazi, uh, or Thirteen Hours, whatever it's called. Yeah, I, I'm I'm. You know what? All you right. Touche, touche, touche. I, you know, I, I got to take it back a little bit. I agree with you there on that, but still, that's for a special actor. Now, Evans can definitely do it, but I turns out he can play a real douchebag. Uh, but uh, I, I need to see more from him. Krasinski has established himself. That that dude is a certified badass. I, I love that guy. Going back into a little bit more of the writers uh, here. Uh, there was uh, three writers on this: Dave Callahan, Rhett Reese, and Paul Wernick. Now, Rhett Reese uh, he, uh, and Paul Wernick—they're they're interesting people because they have worked very closely with, uh, uh, you know, Ryan Reynolds uh, and and obviously uh, the director of this film, um, uh, Ruben Fleischer. But you know. They have worked really closely with uh, Ryan Reynolds, and they've done Deadpool 1 and 2, uh, obviously Zombieland, G.I. Joe Retaliation, uh, and they're doing the upcoming Clue and Six Underground, uh, which is, uh, funny enough, both going to have Ryan Reynolds in them, which I just learned today about Clue. But Six I'm not Underground. sure about Six Underground, but Clue. You haven't seen it yet? No. Uh, Six Underground is Michael Bay. Uh, I'll, and it's, I'll, I'll it's, check that out. Yeah, yeah but, it's on Netflix. But, the cool thing to note is, you know, with Deadpool, both one and two, and in both Zombieland one and two, is that there's like that kind of like interpersonal dialogue where the the main character is like narrating the movie, you know? Yeah. And and they they kind of share that that same kind of feel of like action, but also comedy because there is that you know internal narration which is is handled really all by by jesse eisenberg uh you know who plays columbus and really that's like the only voice you hear narrating everything and then everyone else is just kind of a you know a strong figure around him yeah and you're you're definitely right you know uh the writing of this movie would not this movie wouldn't work without the strong writing in this movie at all uh 100%. And, because yeah, they're all strong characters like they're they're extremely strong characters and you know all those unique personalities you know blend but also clash with each other kind of at right. the same time you know so it's uh 
it's 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 honestly like art in motion you know kind of everyone navigating yep yep very right and and uh i i think the great thing about this movie and probably ruben fleischer as a director he allows his characters to give their own delivery of like what they want to do because they are such talented actors it's almost i feel like it's almost easier for him to work with these people not harder because they get their characters probably better than he does you know yeah no i mean i, I agree i think you know, there's chemistry between them outside of the movie the the actual you know zombie land so uh, yeah you know, they, they know each other so it's more of like friends getting together to make a movie for the fans exactly exactly it's like a kevin smith movie all the way around dude uh so jay give me give me some of your takeaways from this film uh so i mean i, I guess we'll just kind of give like a quick outline of of, of the cast so um again jesse eisenberg columbus i would say probably the main character you know kind of opened up with him in the first movie and and uh he's really the, the star of the show again narrates everything woody harrelson is tallahassee emma stone is wichita abigail breslin is little rock who you know at the time of the original movie was you know maybe a couple years off little miss sunshine so still a you know young young girl but now you know a full-grown uh woman if you will uh, but then they asked it like, you know, Zoe Dutch as Madison, uh, who doesn't love Rosario Dawson? She plays Nevada. Albuquerque is Luke Wilson. Flagstaff is Thomas Middleditch. And, of course, Bill Murray is the one and only Bill Murray. Uh, but what I, you know, kind of really took away from this film is that, it, again, and I said this earlier, but it, it's a good it's a good movie on a standalone, you know, like you could just come in and enjoy it. It's obviously greater if you're a fan of the, the original zombie land, but I mean, it doesn't matter what point you come in. This is maybe you can come in and enjoy, you know, get some laughs out of, uh, I really like how in the, the, you know, intro he's like, go big or go home and went to the biggest home there is. Like they literally took over the white house. I mean, like, why, <laughs> like, like why not? I would do the same thing. Right. And they kind of, throughout the, the 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 beginning of the film on their stay there are just kind of playing with the different relics and and gifts that were given to different presidents in the White House. There's a scene where um you know Tallahassee, Woody Harrelson's, you know, coming around the hall with like a musket from I think like George Washington's days or something like that. Right. And then Eisenberg <laughs> has like a samurai sword that was given to uh like I don't know, Harry Truman or Rosa, whoever was around. You know, I forget in, now. In I forget now too. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, like it, it's kind of fun being in there, and and of course, uh, Columbus Jesse Eisenberg, like, kind of having like he's like a homebody, you know, like he's perfectly happy there, and uh, you know, like Abigail, uh, you know, Breslin is is kind of coming of age and and wants to go out there and kind of see the world, uh, and um, you know these. I guess what I'm trying to say is, is it's an interesting take on um, the aftermath of a zombie apocalypse. You know, yep. I feel like most movies are about the outbreak or shortly after the outbreak. And like, I love 28 days later, 28 weeks later, but this is, is literally, you know, they don't tell you the exact timeline, but the, you know, you they expect you to interpret that it's several years down the road. We'll we'll assume it's nine or ten since the last movie, right? But it's more about 
you know, once you've got accustomed to the zombie apocalypse, like what are the benefits of living out there as a, as a, as a human, you know? Yeah. And I think the, the, the movie, you know, honestly, like kind of nailed that. And the, the throwback lines they had to the, to the first one, you know, was great. Like when Luke, or when, um, Woody Harrelson says like nut up or shut up and Lou Wilson's like that's so 2009 when it <laughs> came out you're like yeah it's very like, meta yeah like that and, and if you haven't seen the movie like there's a doppel doppelganger scene in there where you know it's Woody Harrelson and and Jesse Eisenberg and um you know Luke Wilson and Thomas Middleditch like it, it, they make it fun you know but it's more about like kind of that aftermath period where yeah. where you've already adapted you know, you've already killed hundreds of zombies. So, you know, now it's about just kind of enjoying your life in that post. Well, number 32, bro, enjoy the little things. Yeah, dude, you got to enjoy it. And Tallahassee is all about that. Um, I will tell you one of the things that I really, really love to see was shortly after the musket and um, samurai sword scene, they go in like to the gym of the White House. And I just kind of caught this only because I went to Florida State, but there's an FSU Seminole head in the background, <laughs> which page, pays homage to Woody Harrelson being from Tallahassee, where Florida State is located. Ah. You know? Yeah. Okay. So I, I didn't see that. I like that. Yeah. So, like, it was real quick, but, like, my eyes are accustomed to kind of grabbing that image already and processing that. So I saw that, and I was like, yo, that, that's pretty dope, you know? Um, that's fucking killer. I love that. I love that. Yeah. Uh, like, oh, yeah. Like, and it, what are your, what are some of your thoughts? Uh, some of my thoughts. Uh, I think I said it earlier, but what the fuck happened to Abigail, Abigail Breslin? Very first thought. Uh, she is really good in Little Miss Sunshine. Honestly, really good in Zombieland. But she kind of just changed. A little bit here, and I saw this with my girlfriend, and we both had the movie, and that was the very first thing we were just like, she just doesn't give a shit anymore about acting. Like she well, just was, I don't know. Tolkien, you know. Yeah, I know. I guess you make enough money, and you're like, fuck it. And, but and trust his child actresses. Uh, it was same exact concept as the first film, with a couple of new ingredients thrown in there, and it's a good movie. It's a good movie if you're a fan. Uh, it still has the same pose and fun of the first movie had. Uh, I mean, come on! It still had for the whom whom the bell tolls uh, by Metallica from the opening. Like, this is calling back to all of the everything you love about the original Zombieland. So why not give it up and do the exact same thing in the new one? Uh, I, I was fine with it. Like, I was fine with it. I, like, I left the movie theater and I was like, dude, fun time. Like, fun time in the theater. It's fine with it. Uh, best part of the film, Bill Murray, 100% hands down. Uh, that Garfield three scene, I fucking died at. Any regrets? Maybe Garfield. <laughs> uh, maybe Garfield. Maybe. Uh, and it, then, no. I thought it was Masters of Master of Puppets in the intro. In the intro maybe, of what? Maybe, of. I'm sorry, maybe no, I just for whom? Metallica. Are you talking? You talking about Metallica? No, no. It's yeah, for yeah. whom the bell tolls. I agree that Abigail's performance was a little subpar. Um, you know, she might have. Thought, I honestly haven't seen her many movies since. You know the original zombie land, but I don't follow her that much either. So maybe her her skills kind of uh, you know slacked a bit. Um, I thought it was a great continuation of the original story. You know, uh, they added some. Yeah, you know, they already had like very strong characters, 
Uh, I think they duplicated that well. But I also liked how they added like new spice and new challenges, like especially like Zoe Deutsch, like uh, like Madison was like a, a kind of perfect character to throw in there, just like very oh yeah, absolutely, and, absolutely. and just kind of given the situation with what happened, you know, Columbus sleeping with her, and then like that I also kind love of how they were like out. didn't give her a city name, like just call her fucking Madison, like. I assume it was though, Madison, Wisconsin. Uh, that's that's what I, actually, I literally said that, and I was like, "Fuck, she's you're right. She's Madison, Wisconsin. She could be. maybe it could be Matt. I don't know. Like either way, she's she's clearly dumb as hell in the movie, but yep. it, it kind of plays out because like you know Jesse's like that smart kind of uh, I don't know if condescending is right. Like he's condescending and um, he's a sarcastic like, asshole. Now you see him. Yeah, he's like he's like a nice sarcastic guy. Right. Yeah, but I like how they added those the the, the new challenges, uh, you know, in uh, like Berkeley, which is like the antichrist to Tallahassee, you know, like a, a musician, a hippie, a pacifist, all that stuff, uh, and you know Rosario Dawson, like Nevada, badass girl matches his personality. Yeah, like I I was like I was like fully on board with with that like whole hookup scene, um, and then like the doppelganger, um. Luke Wilson and Thomas Middleditch versus zombies <laughs> with with Woody Harrelson and, and Jesse Eisenberg and oh like the God. commandments versus with the, the rules like <laughs> like that was like it was very well thought out again also like zombie as a standalone and the yeah year. and those year. are fucking great oh yeah you're right there was that they, they definitely dove back into exactly what I was saying like that yeah. love. Like, bail him up with the hair or drop the Tower of Peace on him. But, um, <laughs> like, the whole, like, reverse, like, you know, Superman to whatever Superman's evil personality was. I can't think of it right now. But it was basically like that 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 Spider-Man meme where you see where they're both pointing at each other from, like, the old Avengers, like, cartoon. Yeah. It was, like, a very, like, balanced kind of... Uh, I mean, to alter ego, do, doppelganger, whatever you want. Like, again, um, you know, J- Jesse Columbus had his rules and uh, Thomas Middleditch Flagstaff had his commandments. Like, it, it was well done. That's something that is like a, that the, the old fans will laugh about. But even if you didn't watch the old one, you would still be able to enjoy, you know. Mm-hmm. And I just thought that, honestly, like they got all these big name actors on, on board and and made this movie happen. And, you know, a lot of these people are billing high rates for movies. But yep. again, this is more about the fans. This is more about giving them something that the fans have been asking for for years. And and I think I mentioned at the top of the show, like, they turned down so many scripts because they wanted to do it, but they wanted it to be right. Yep. So, yep. you know, hats off to them. them. Yep. Hats off to the, to the entire cast. It was great, you know, and I guess the only question is, is will there be a Zombieland 3? Yeah, and I had that same question as well. And, I mean, honestly, I think both you and I will say the same thing. No, there's definitely not going to be a Zombieland 3. I think we all wish there was going to be. But it it just – to get a third one done every 10 years, after 10 years, is – a hard thing to happen 
And the fact that they did it was good, miraculous. But Woody Harrelson's 58 years old. What are they going to do? If I can get another 10 years of Woody Harrelson in my life, I will. I'll be happy. You know, I, I we can't ask. We'll that definitely man. get him. We'll definitely get him. But He's like, been one of my know. favorite actors for a long time. You know. What's your What's your What? For me, I loved Woody Harrelson in Natural Born Killers. Bro, you read my mind. That's crazy. <laughs> like, dude, that movie is so underrated, bro. So, so underrated. So I have it on Blu-ray. Like, I found such, it in a fucking bin. I mean, Juliette Lewis, such a beautiful movie. Ron, Ronnie Dangerfield, like, ah, oh, that is that that was way ahead of its time. Like, that movie was shot in such an artistic way. Do you know I who did know that? If, if they can, who? Oliver Stone, which I was surprised at because I just watched Platoon really? the other day too. Yeah, I, actually, I feel I'm drunk, so I want to double check this, but I'm 99.9% done, sure that that is Oliver Stone. Uh, but like, also, like, what? The problem is like, it took 10 years to get a good script, a good storyline, so I don't know where the story would even go yep. from there. So like, that's why I'd probably say, you know, this is probably it. You know. Yeah, I would say it's it. Now, it was interesting to read that uh, Emma Stone said like she would love to revisit this character every 10 years. And I think that is an interesting perspective because there's a lot to do. Because like you were saying earlier, the way that they show the progression of this world and how it's pro- how it's changed over from 2009 to 2019 – I would love to see how it's changed from 2019 to 2029. You know, I would love to see how that world's really becoming like the zombie genre has changed since then. Yeah, I mean, I I could see that, but like, I think Emma Stone is probably, you know, the 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 hottest, and I'm not talking about like looks wise. I'm talking about just like buzz wise. Probably the hottest, you know, actor in that crew. Like. She's been nominated. She's going to continue to make great movies. Um, Woody Harrelson's already established. I don't expect much from you know, uh, you know Madison Abigail, but uh, Jesse Eisenberg and, and nothing against Jesse. Like I love him. Like he's funny, but he, he doesn't make like Oscar movies. You know his his characters are always like a certain type. I even yeah. heard like on Sway, and it was like even just him being himself. It just well, know, apparently he, he's like, an asshole. Apparently he's an asshole. He's he's literally like Columbus, like he's like yeah. a overanalyzing kind of guy, and um, you know, like I think it might be tough to get Emma Stone to come on board, you know, in ten years. You know, God forbid Woody's not here, but you know, I'm I'm sure he'll be on board in Jesuit, but she'd probably be the the hardest one because I don't think, um, you know, I I don't think that. Uh, Abigail Breslin. I don't know why I called her Madison Abigail, but Abigail Breslin is going to be like <laughs> a, a hard deal to get, um, you know. But hey, I enjoyed it, you know. So like, yeah, no, I totally agree. I I enjoyed the fuck out of it as well. Uh, I I hope that they make a third one. I don't have any hopes that they I make a third one. Honestly, like I, I would be very surprised. I I think what the second one was about was. Again, like kind of like that deeper look into the zombie apocalypse, right? So, like, again, every movie is like always about the outbreak or right after the outbreak and still surviving. Really, that initial outbreak. Yeah, yeah, but, exactly. But, but this movie was more about 
once you made it past that stage, once you've grown accustomed to that life, what that life looks like, you know, but I love how they named the different zombies, you know, like, yeah, it's you know, like it, it, it they, they they made it fun you know they, they kind of took what, what they had and, and added some stuff in and made it more fun you know so hell yeah we'll see. yeah i i i'm excited to see what's next for the franchise even if it's nothing for them but for the writers because i feel like what i'm learning from this show that i wish i knew more about was like the writers and the directors because now when i see their names i'm gonna be like oh then like like they love what they did with this like let's see what they do with Deadpool three now, or let's see what they do with six underground or clue, you know, like I, I, it'll make me want to go see this in in the theater, I think, uh, for whatever else they have coming up next. So I I, I truly feel that whatever this group does is bound to be great, you know? Oh yeah, absolutely. The talented people, man. So, you know, enjoy the movie. If you guys are out there, see it, definitely check it out. You know, whatever the means is, whether you're, going to see it in the, in the theaters or if you're a filthy pirate of the of the seven seas of the internet check it out you're, you're gonna enjoy it uh you know but let's kind of just uh transition into general just quick segment on just general hollywood news um you know something that i know you are or were very thrilled about was that joker just became the first r-rated movie to pass one billion at the box office uh, yeah, man. Fucking, I can't, I mean, I can believe it. It's that fantastic of a movie, but just really goes to show you what the power of word of mouth does uh, and really pass off uh, a, a movie like that to, to get into that social sphere because, dude, Joker was made for $65 million. So, like, that, that profit alone right there is ridiculous for Warner Brothers. Uh, but that's just cool in general because it just goes to show you how far comic books have really become. Yeah, no, that, that's a great profit. I mean, what honestly, like I want to see is like, and honestly, like uh, a lot of fans are going to fucking hate me for saying this, but like, I <laughs> like, I don't really like, I'm not like a hardcore Marvel or like DC or superhero movie guy, you know, Boo. but like, I want to see like this darker side of it right you know like yeah. this is what i'd be more entertained with you want and the character study you want that dark gritty look into this like a person and yeah, well, just I mean, see like, like how they evolve. you know most movies are like it's all about the superhero and then like there's the villain but like i like that gritty underbelly backstory of the villain you know like that's yeah. what makes it you know that's like, what joker is we can't live in a fairytale world and, and i like how they uh you know, really focused on that and, and found great success with it, you know? Yeah. I mean, it's funny because considering it's coming from uh, Todd Phillips, such a comedic director, to be able to do something so dark and artistic and make it look so cool at the same time. And honestly, that takes, you know, Joaquin Phoenix, ridiculous. That's the thing about about comedians is like, you know, everything's funny on the surface, but a yeah, ton of comedians have a very dark side, you know. Yeah, that's very true. It's very they, true because you always have look to for that. Fun. Yeah, they look for that social approval, you know. Yeah. Yeah, you're not wrong. It's it's 
like the it's funny because growing up i always wanted to be like i love the i don't want to be in the spotlight i just find it so interesting and like the further you look into that spotlight the sadder the stories get you know because people just live such coveted lives and being in the spotlight all the time can really ruin someone's mindset uh yeah but uh you know anything else is going on in, in in hollywood news right now that uh you know, we're going to obviously try to stick this mainly to uh, uh, horror news. But, you know, the creators of The Conjuring announced a new horror franchise called The LaLaurie Mansion. So is this something that you've been aware of? Like The LaLaurie Mansion? Is it, Do you know this whole story? No, honestly, dude. And, like, you know me, I'm, I'm pretty up to date on, like, uh, the ghouls and the aliens and all that stuff. I saw this i was not aware of it i was hoping you could give more insight because i know you and i both have a very soft spot in our heart for the original conjuring this is exactly I know, why i put this in here <laughs> yeah, and, and i know i know there are people out there like oh the conjuring wasn't scary well you didn't see it when it came out and you didn't see it in theaters because if you did that shit was true horror at its core you would have been watching it through your goddamn fingertips, yeah. dude. I hurt my hand from squeezing. <laughs> my hand so hard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey. It was rough. So, please, tell me more. Do you know more about this? Okay. Well, apparently it's well-known in popular culture, but I guess I'm not that well-versed in popular culture then as I thought I was. I like I am, and I've never heard I- of it. Uh, that's what I'm saying. I was like, okay, I was like, okay, I'm gonna ask Jay later if he knows about this, and I'm glad I, I'm glad you don't. Uh, but apparently, it's about the infamous, and I put quotations around infamous, Madame Lalaurie, uh, and she has never like uh, so basically, uh, she's never been ge- given the detailed, extensive deep dive that this film planned, uh, and it's including exclusive rights into the home itself. So apparently, uh, this home was closed and like the 30s because it was so haunted um but madame lori this will unfold in multiple installments covering the history of the house from recent horror events horrific events to of the modern day all the way back to the terrifying origins of the house's history and the crazed owner madame delphine lori uh, the, the, the listeners cannot see my eyes right now but they are very wide and my head is nodding I, I, I didn't know that she was an infamous serial killer in New Orleans. I had no idea about this, and I want to know more about her. But apparently the haunting has been made infamous thanks to her uh, ser- uh, her serial her killings uh, in New Orleans. Um, she tortured and murdered enslaved persons in the house. Uh, but apparently on the outside, she was the center of attention, beautiful, wealthy, and famous in the town and known for her throwing extravagant parties. Uh, unknown to most in her house had secret rooms and passages where horrific nightmares came to life. I'm fucking in. I'm in. I'm in yeah, all the way. I'm, 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 I'm so in. As long as <laughs> Lorraine Warren don't show up, I'm in. I don't think they will. I think this, they, like, that's they the weren't third. even born yet. So they yeah. weren't even born yeah. yet. But, but, but. That doesn't say you can't introduce them later on into the series. That is true. That is yeah. true. And and that'll be fine. I'll be fine with it. I like the Conjuring universe. I'm cool with it. Um, I James Wan, you're cool, man. Hit me up. Um, apparently, okay. So that is really it for that. All I know of of the Lalori Mansion. I don't know more. I honestly think 
when it comes out, or maybe this is something that we keep in our weekly updates of just like what's going on with this when we find out. But I want to know more about this movie. I want to know more about this story. Uh, and I really want to take a deeper dive into it because I think this is going to be a fascinating uh, series that they tell. Yeah, I agree. I, I'm I'm looking forward to that very much, though. So. Absolutely. I love that series, and I'm all about some good old Americana ghost horror. <laughs> uh, and yeah, and Scream 5 uh, apparently is in the works right now. Um, that was announced earlier this week. Uh, I don't know about you. I'm a huge fan. Uh, uh, nah, I'm not a huge fan. I like the movies. I will watch them when they come out. Um, but with Wes Craven's passing, it'll be hard to pass the torch to the new director, and it's still undetermined who will write the fifth film. Uh, but I think it needs to be Kevin Williamson who wrote the first, the second, and the fourth film. We'll see. I mean, honestly, like, uh, Scream, man. I'll tell you what. I think I was in third grade, came down to Drew Barrymore getting gutted. Mess me up, man. For, My sister scared me. I, I'll never forgive her. Never forgive her. <laughs> she dressed up as Ghostface? No, she tricked me to come down to the basement with her and her friends as they were watching Scream. <laughs> right? She's getting gutted. I'm pretty sure, embarrassing moment, pretty sure I cried to my mom. My mom had to come down and get me. I mean, I was young, like probably, I don't know, like six years old or something like that. Way before I loved horror films, I'll tell you that much. So anytime a new scream comes out, I'm just like, there's just this hatred in my life for some reason. Probably more of my sister than scream. I think you need to call her up and do some family recognition, recollection, dude, dude. Because uh, it sounds to me like your sister scarred you for life. After that, dude, I love horror movies now. Maybe she, maybe she corrected me. I remember I didn't want to watch Scream at all. I wanted to be upstairs. My sister's watching with her two friends. And she's like, Jay, bring the popcorn. I promise it's safe. It's safe. And right as I walk down into the basement and turn the corner, it's just Drew Barrymore getting gutted, dude. I was was six and getting scarred. You're talking about being, you're talking about about to enter high school and getting scarred. I was six years old, an innocent boy, the whole world in front of him. And now I'm watching Drew Barrymore get fucking gutted like a fish. Look, I'm sorry you had a traumatizing uh, thing at six happen to you on TV, but my dad hid in my closet for two hours. Let that sink in. Two hours! Bro, just so I he will, could get a laugh out I will, of it. I will fight an alien. I will not fight a serial killer with a knife. <laughs> not will, an alien that big. He was 12 will, foot six in that movie. I will square up with an alien real quick. Well, because aliens in real life are fucking four feet tall. I will... Strong kick of alien in the forehead. Aliens in real life, dude, are membranes. They're just out there floating in space. No, dude, there's like fucking 12 different species. You just don't know. You're not woke. I'm woke as fuck, dude. What are I you will, about? I've been woke since you sent me YouTube videos. I will, I will straight up punt a gray. <laughs> Grays don't exist. Let's be real. Grays do. Storm exist. Area 51. No, they don't. Grays do exist. No, and reptilians. Don't. And Nordics. So you're saying the Earth is hollow? And greens. I'm not saying right. the earth's hollow. No. That's what we're up to. But I, I am going to go ahead and say that there have been several alien races that have been fighting over this planet 100%. Wow. I think we just established that we need to do an episode on signs and really dive into alien culture here because this is exactly what's about to happen. 
Uh, it depends if do you only want to talk for ten percent of one episode and me just ramble on nonstop about fucking aliens. I do, I do, I do, absolutely do. I want you to talk about everything. I need you to be Action Bronson of this episode. <laughs> I'm, I'm balls deep in aliens, man. <laughs> All right, then let's do it. I think this is absolutely happening. Uh, but anyway, look. <laughs> Before we get off the fucking topic here. Uh, We're way off. We've been way off talking for fucking 30 minutes. If you're still with us, God bless your fucking soul. You know what? Honestly, this is a this is a, a test. A test of our fan base here. Our, our current under 50 listens that we have. I love you. Uh, but anyway, look. It's undetermined if the original cast of Scream 5, not Signs, is returning or not. And... Uh, I Who think. Who the fuck cares about Scream Five? We're still on Scream Five. <laughs> oh my goodness! Yeah, fuck that. Wrap the show. Wrap the show. Fuck it. Who cares about Scream Five? We're doing I hope aliens. that Scream Five happens. I hope it happens. It's supposed to happen, and we'll find out more later. To be continued. To be uh, continued. Anyway. So we're gonna look. Do, we were gonna do an episode on They Live. Which is honestly kind of alien based, but we're gonna have to. Oh we're no, we're to, doing an episode on They Live. We're gonna have to shelf it, dude. We're gonna have to go more hardcore aliens because now I'm hyped. All right, fine. If you want to do aliens next week, that's fine. But we're gonna have our first guest star soon here, and that person's gonna be on 1988's They Live, and he's a good one. He's a good one. But fine. Next time, it looks like we're talking about what are we talking about? Science here? We're talking, or you want to talk about dark skies? I, I want to talk about aliens in general. There's two things hey, that I love. It's aliens in mythology slash cryptozoology. All right. So uh, I'm it looks excited like... for this. And guess what? Uh, spoiler alert. We're covering antlers. And we're covering antlers hard. Antlers about aliens? No, antlers. I know. Is antlers about aliens? No. It's about the Wendigo. Cryptozoology, American culture. Let's go! Ladies and gentlemen, we're not covering this next time, but that will be. I took electives in these classes. Probably why I don't have a real job. You poli sci major? Get out of here. Yeah, you take electives. And a bio bio minor. I'm just, I'm about, I'm like a platypus of education. To be honest, next time could either be 1988's They Live or it could be Aliens. Honestly, it's up to what Jay's feeling in the next couple weeks. Oh, I, you know what? We're going to do a combo of like five alien movies in one. That's what I'm saying. Bang, 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 bang. Yeah, and then we're going to go off into EP? some deep space. You fucking, you put oh, that you in don't a think pan, we're you rival, put some butter or some oil in that pan, you extract sure. that THC, you put that in a brownie, and you're going to eat that brownie because we're going down a fucking rabbit hole. What the fuck did you just tell? All right, you know what? I'm around. I'll make brownies. For I just gave episode. a recipe for weed brownies. Yes, he did. Going down that rabbit hole. Let's do it. All right, you know what? Please, I'd love you for you to educate me on this next episode. So, uh, next episode will all be a Jay Kington episode. It's cute that you say this, but it's literally gonna be fucking randomly <laughs> rambling. You're gonna be like, oh my god, how do I regain control of this? That's fine. I'll just let you talk. Jay Kington reads. You're gonna, you're gonna try and intervene. I'm gonna yell, "Shut up, you non-believer!" <laughs> hey, I went to Alien Con a fucking couple weeks ago. It was weird. It was weird. It was really weird. They're among us. They live. 
Jesus Christ. All right. Well, uh, you know what, guys? I hope you tune in next week. I hope you uh, uh, hear some interesting shit. And uh, please join us next time. Uh, Until then, I'm Mr. EJ Gullet. I'm Jay Kington. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Buzz Podcast. Come on, man. Let's get weird. That's right, please. And you can stay up to on the latest movie news, movie horror news in general, uh, and also what we're doing on there. So uh, some fun stuff coming up. Some alien shit coming up. I'm cutting this. I'm cutting this from the fucking episode. This is weird. Thank you.